The Sabres are looking for their first ever win against a certain club. We'll preview tonight's matchup, Tuesday night's matchup between the Sabres and the Seattle Kraken, their final installment of Sabres after dark on this road trip. We'll preview it coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel. Check us out on YouTube where you can watch the show and you could like and subscribe us there. At Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter, at Locked On Sabres to follow the podcast account. And uh, be sure to, again, like and subscribe us. Always helps us out. And uh, also, we'll always be looking for your questions and your comments um, and such like that. Uh, I was looking through the YouTube comments uh, today, and uh, Thomas said, thank you for highlighting climate change in any way. I do have uh, a little bit on the Seattle arena tonight, Climate Pledge Arena. Um, There are some really cool things that they do in Seattle's rink that I want to kind of you know, share with the audience today because I'm not sure everybody knows it. You probably could guess by the name of the arena. But we'll get into what's going on with the Kraken and what's in their lineup, what the Sabres will have featured in their lineup, starting goaltenders, my favorite bets for tonight. It's all coming up on a preview edition of the Locked on Sabres podcast. And we will start um, with a Twitter question today. And our Twitter question comes from hold on one second where did he go oh frank there he is frank frank z asks on twitter uh if the sabers are not going to play jack quinn on a top line should they not send him to rochester and my thought on that would be just play him on a top line uh and that's Pretty simply put, I would put him on a different line than he has been on. He's been with Kyle Poso and Zemgus Gergensen, so we'll let you know in a second whether or not he's going to still be on that line going into tonight's game. But I get the sentiment. The sentiment is Jack Quinn's a goal scorer. Jack Quinn was a Rookie of the Year candidate coming into the season. Jack Quinn is a point-per-game guy above that even at the AHL level. He's got a great shot, and he's just a good all-around player offensively. Why is he on the checking line? Why is he with Jurgensen's? Why is he with Ukposo? And I do think there is merit to that. I would put him up on a different line and maybe put Vinny Hinostroza down on that line, put Rasmus Asplund on that line. It would make more sense. Quinn up with some more skilled guys and more checking players down with Jurgensen's and Ukposo. Um, Granado has not seen it that way, at least not yet. We'll get into that, though, when we uh, when we preview the Sabres lineup for tonight coming up in just a moment. Also, some odds on Jack Quinn for tonight's game that are a little interesting to me. Uh, we'll start with what's going on with the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. The Sabres have only played there one time. They did it one time last season at the new Climate Pledge Arena. It's the former key arena in Seattle. They did not build a brand new arena. They remodeled, they renovated, and when I mean renovated, essentially I mean they rebuilt the arena that was already constructed there, Key Arena, former home of the Seattle Supersonics, um, now home to the Seattle Kraken, and now named Climate Pledge Arena after $1.1 billion of effort that went into that, updating that arena, 
basically, again, redoing that arena. Now, Seattle, the group that was building the arena a couple of years ago, they sold the naming rights and they sold part of the arena rights to Amazon. And Amazon, instead of just naming it Amazon Arena, everybody knows Amazon. You don't need much advertising. What does Amazon do? Part of their mission or whatever, their climate pledge uh, or climate change um, faction of their company or whatnot, wanted to name this arena Climate Pledge Arena and make it the first zero carbon arena in the world. Zero carbon means zero emissions. We're talking about, you know, no pollutants put up into the atmosphere. And they have a plethora of different ways in which they go about doing that. So what makes Climate Pledge Arena different, which I think is really cool uh, in today's NHL, all electric for all of like the the the, the, the services, you know, um, whether that's dehumidifying the arena because of the ice, whether that's engines for Zambonis, whether that's heating, whether that's cooking, everything is all electric powered, all electric powered. And the electricity for all of that, everything that operates the arena, all those systems, all those engines, machines, mechanisms, um, all of those are powered by solar panels. Solar panels all along the arena that supply the electricity. So everything runs in that arena on the sun. Um, No plastics allowed in the arena by 2024. They're not there yet with that. Um, They usually get that a lot, though, in companies today. We're like, we're promising to not have them by a certain time. Uh, And in the arena, they're saying by 2024. I think the coolest thing about this arena is the rain to rink system that they have, which takes the water, like the runoff water from the rain. And, you know, Seattle, it rains a lot there. It rains probably more than any city in the country, I think. It rains a lot in Seattle. The, the roof, which is slanted, almost like a tent, it runs off into these 15,000-gallon buckets. Um, and then that water is used for to make, to make the ice. That water is used to operate the Zambonis and whatnot. Uh, and they have other like water uh, stuff that they do as well. Like I think the urinals are waterless, I read. I don't know how I feel about that one, um, but fine, good. I know you're trying to accomplish a goal here. They have water bottle filling stations all around the arena instead of plastic bottles. That'd be something I wish the Sabres would get. Allow the Sabres allowing, you know, people to bring in their own water bottles and then you could just fill them up in there. So you're not spending $7 on a a bottle of water that costs you $1.50 at the the supermarket. Uh, All the waste is recyclable. Like the hot dog trays, little cardboard that they bring out on the hot dogs. uh, That's that's recyclable. When you're recyclable, I mean compost compostable i think yeah all the waste is composted um not everything is recyclable like that but composted so really cool arena really cool arena it's really very modernized too the inside of it is very cool they actually have two jumbotrons they have one that goes over the offensive zone and one that goes over the defensive zone so instead of one big jumbotron at center ice they have two one in each zone um and they're the same size they're both really big the, the seats and everything are, like, brand new because, of course, they just built most of the stuff three or four years ago. Um, it's – is it the newest arena in hockey? I mean, if you count it as new, which I would, uh, I think it's the newest arena in hockey. So it's probably – like, it's a place I'd want to go visit. It's a place I'd want to go see. I've always kind of wanted to go to Seattle anyway. Um, got other cities I want to go to first, like Austin, Texas. Uh, but if I get to Seattle at some point, that's, a, that's an arena I'd want to see. It's a game I'd want to go see the Sabres against the Seattle Kraken. 
uh, the Sabres lineup for tonight. Let's get into some hockey, uh, some on the ice stuff. Uh, on that recyclable ice that not even, I don't know call recyclable, the rain ice, I should call it uh, the Sabres lines for tonight's game. They're going to be the same as they were uh, on Saturday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Tage Thompson will be centering Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins between JJ Paterka and Vinny Hinostroza, Casey Middlestat between Victor Olofsson and Rasmus Asplund, and then Zemgis Gergensen centering Kyle Okposo and Jack Quinn. I told you a minute ago, I would put Quinn up at the more skilled line. Granado does not see it that way. But what that does mean is Peyton Krebs will be a healthy scratch for the second game in a row. Don't love that. Krebs, I think, should be a part of this team, trying to grow him, figure, develop him, get everything out of him that you possibly can, uh, and put him in a, a place to succeed. And that is not, to me, in the press box. The tough part is, I get it. I don't know who you take out. I don't know who you take out because this line, this lineup, everybody's been playing really well. Even Hinostroza, who was the healthy scratch the first couple of games, he has a, he has four assists through his first two games, and he almost had a goal in the Vancouver game. It went off two posts um, before just dribbling out past the uh, past the net. So you can't take Hinostroza out. You're not going to take Paterka out. You're not taking Olafson out or Asplund or Middlestat. I. I, there's nobody. There's really no good answer to this. So for that, Krebs will continue to sit on the bench. But this was part of the reason why I said preseason that, hey, maybe don't sign Vinny Hinostroza because he will block the path for either Paterka or Quinn to be on the team if one of them or if both of them prove to be NHL ready. And instead, because they both have earned their way into the lineup, but who is blocking is Peyton Krebs. And that's not good either. I, that's not good either. So I like Hinostroza. Um, they'll probably will get an injury at some point at the forward group. And then I'll be reverting and, you know, going back on what I just said, because at that point, it'll be good to have him. Um, so in, in, in theory, I still like that they have Hinostroza, but this was the consequence. The consequence of signing him and having that depth was you are going to be blocking somebody from being in your top four lines. Um, because the coach is going to want to get everybody in at some point. Uh, the blue line for tonight's game, much more interesting. The Sabres blue line because of the injuries. Matias Samuelson is out. Henry Oki Haru is out. So the Sabres on their top pair tonight will have Rasmus Dahlin flipping from the right side to the left side, and Ilya Labushkin will be playing on the right side. I would have loved to see a way for the Sabres to keep Dahlin on the right. I think that's when he's at his best. But, okay, fine, Darlene, versatile, he can do both. Uh, he'll be playing with Labushkin. Second pair, Owen Power on the left, Jacob Bryson on the right. And then third pair, Casey Fitzgerald on the right, and Lawrence Pilot on the left. Welcome back, Lawrence Pilot. After two seasons in the KHL, he finally got out of freaking Russia with the war going on. Good for him, back in the NHL. And Lawrence Pilot will be playing for the Sabres for the first time since March 5th of 2020. And can you believe what the lineup looked like the last time that Vinny or that Lawrence pilot was on the Buffalo Sabres, which I just put up for our YouTube audience. Uh, and I'll read it off here. The lineup, the last time pilot played for the Sabres, March 5th, 2020 Sabres hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Look at that lineup. Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhardt, Curtis Lazar, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Remember Wayne Simmons? Seven games with the Sabres. They actually bought 
at the deadline that year because I think Botcherill knew that he was probably going to get fired. So whatever he spent, a mid-round pick to get Wayne Simmons, who did, yes, play seven games for the Sabres. Jimmy VC on this team. Jimmy VC was on the Sabres the last time Pilot was in the lineup. Marcus Johansson, Dominic Cahoon, Johan Larson, Brandon Montour, Jake McCabe. The starting goaltender was Jonas Johansson, and his defense partner was Ristolainen. It's been a long time. Although, it also really hasn't. Because while that feels like a lifetime ago, right? Wayne Simmons on the Sabres. Taylor Hall was like eight months from even signing with the Sabres. That was only two and a half years ago. I mean, that's that's the same month the Buffalo Bills traded for Stephon Diggs. You know, it's not really that long ago. Um, it feels like it was that long ago, though. So it's been a lifetime, uh, two seasons worth of KHL hockey. Pilot is back with the Buffalo Sabres, and I'm interested to see him. I liked him as a Sabre when he was here for the first couple of years in, in uh, rotational uh, games and whatnot, not playing a ton. Um, I always thought he was a great puck mover. He had good movement. He was not that big. He get overpowered in his own end a lot, and that's why he really can't be much more, I think, than a third-pair defenseman. But the passing ability he had, the calm, cool demeanor of him in his own end, um, I always thought he was right for this NHL. He was always right for this NHL and serves a role on a team in the NHL. And I thought he was an NHL defenseman the whole time, and the Sabres wanted to keep him in the AHL. He left because of it. He came back. Um I think there's a possibility this guy earns his way back onto this team, but full-time, uh, even when guys get healthy. So Lawrence Pilot back in the lineup. By the way, if you remember him wearing number 24, that obviously is occupied by Dylan Cousins now, Pilot will be wearing number 20. We'll come back. We'll preview the Seattle Krakens line. Oh, before I do that, wait, hold on, timeout. Timeout, slow my roll. The starting goaltender for tonight's game for the Buffalo Sabres will be Eric Comrie. He was in the starters crease. He left first at practice. So the expectation is that Eric Comrie will be back between the pipes. I think good. I would like to see Comrie play two of every three games at least um, until, you know, until he stops playing well. So Comrie back between the pipes against the Kraken. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk about the Kraken's lineup. Who's on the Kraken? You might not know. Still a fairly new team. It's only their second season in the league. All of the, um, you know, the expansion draft stuff that they happened happened last year. Uh, we'll tell you what's going on with Seattle, how their season's off, uh, what their season start is off to, and uh, we'll do that when we come back. And before we get into some best bets for tonight's game, that's ahead here on the Lockdown Sabers podcast. We are brought to you by Athletic greens athletic greens a product i use every day i use the drops i put the drops of the vitamin supplements into my water you don't even taste it it's one drop you never know that it was there but it gives you vitamin c vitamin d iron calcium everything you need 75 high quality vitamins in one one simple drop or one delicious scoop of AG1. You can make a shake out of it. High quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Um, I use it every day. Um, looking at uh, AG1 is 
you know, you got how many different benefits? You're looking at less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, or if you're using the drops, not tasting it at all. You don't even notice. Uh, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the best things that I do every day, and it really helps my energy levels. Uh, Athletic Greens, over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, Go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. And Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That was me taking a sip of my athletic greens. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. We've got the Sabres and the Kraken uh, at a, to, in tonight's game, uh, Tuesday night at Climate Pledge Arena, uh, the Sabres' final game of their West Coast road trip, and we've got a 10 o'clock puck drop between the two clubs. Who's on the Kraken? You might not know. There's still a new team, a lot of new players. Uh, looking at their lineup, uh, some star players, you know, some household names uh, and a rookie that is right in the thick of it. It will be all season for the Calder uh, for rookie of the year. Maddie Beneers. Maddie Beneers is the name you need to know uh, on the Seattle Kraken. He is a dynamic, fun player. Um, he's fir- first year in the NHL, former teammate of Owen Power uh, at the University of Michigan. He is their number one center. Uh, and that's a big role for him to take on right away. But, you know, when you're an expansion organization, centerman is usually where you are going to uh, fall shortest and where it's going to be the toughest uh, to get your get your franchise kickstarted. Um, so far, through seven games of action, Maddie Beneers, we are looking at five points. Two, go- two goals and three assists, averaging 1826 uh, of ice time per game. Andre Burakovsky is their leading scorer. In fact, the three-way tie is their scorer. Uh, Burakovsky with six points. Jared McCann, six points. And Jared Jaden Schwartz with six points. Burakovsky was a name I talked about a lot wanting for the Sabres um, in the uh, in the offseason as a free agent. He goes to Seattle on a big contract. Uh, their lines for tonight will be Maddie Beneers centering Jordan Eberle and Jaden Schwartz. Remember Jordan Eberle of the Islanders and the Oilers and longtime NHLer. Second line, Alex Wenberg centering Oliver Bjorkstrand and Andre Burakovsky. Third line, Yanni Gord centering Carson Kuhlman and Jared McCann. Now Gord, former Tampa Bay Lightning forward, good young player for the uh, the Kraken um, he missed Sunday's game due to personal reasons, but he was on the ice for Seattle's practice, and he is expected to be on the ice for them Tuesday night when they play the Sabres. Uh, fourth line, Morgan Geeky centering Daniel Sprong and Brandon Tanev. And then the blue line, Vince Dunn and Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak and Justin Schultz, Carson Soucy and Will Borgen, former Buffalo Sabre Will Borgen. He is in the lineup. Uh, all seven games played for the Kraken. He's not playing a lot, only 15 minutes and 28 seconds of ice time per night. Um, but the once, you know, highly thought of Sabre prospect, finally making it as a regular in the NHL. Um, the Kraken, the biggest struggle they have is undoubtedly their blue line. They have good forwards. They don't have any superstar forwards, but they have good forwards uh, deep all the way through their lineup. Their blue line is just very underwhelming. 
very underwhelming. Vince Dunn and Adam Larson as your top pair. And then, I mean, when you're getting to Carson Soucy pretty quickly uh, early on uh, in terms of minutes, that's tough. Uh, and Larson and Dunn are their leaders in minutes by a lot. 23.09 for Larson, 22.31 uh, for Dunn. And Justin Schultz is next with 19 minutes even. So that's that's an area where I think the Sabres could take advantage is hit them hard with your speed and your skill and your passing and charge the net, uh, be aggressive. And I think the speed of the Sabres could overwhelm that blue line of Seattle and get some goals. Uh, and it, they will have the advantage in goal because Philip Grubauer, the regular starter for the Kraken, he's now up on IR. He has been placed on injured reserve. He will not play on Tuesday night, which means Martin Jones will play in this game. Martin Jones, formerly of the Sharks and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, one of the worst goalies in the league in the last five seasons. He only he has not have a single season since 2018 where he was above 900 in terms of his save percentage. Remember, 900 is like NHL backup and not even a good NHL backup. And he's been below that every single game or year uh, of his career, going back to 2018 with the Sharks and the Flyers. This season, he's played five games. Uh, He has allowed, or excuse me, he has started four. So he's appeared in five, but he has started four games. He has allowed... 15 goals. Is that not incredible? A 3.91 goals against average, an 860 save percentage, an 860. The Sabres, there there could be a lot of goal scoring in this game, looking at this Kraken lineup and also who their goaltender is going to be. Goal saved above expected. Uh, I mentioned that Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie on our show uh, on on Monday, they're both in the top 10 in goals saved above expected. Well, Martin Jones is right at the bottom uh, with a negative 4.7. So Sabres have some advantages tonight in this game. Uh, and we'll talk about that when it comes to the betting lines, when we come back uh, Sabres and Kraken, uh, when we return, uh, we'll preview the betting odds for tonight's game after this here on lockdown Sabres. Welcome back to the lockdown Sabres podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now, go, when you're done here, go make your second listen locked on game to game NHL, every moment, every top performance locked on game to game covers everything from across the NHL with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Jody Biasi here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. I am joined on the show by my dog, Finn. He continues to want to participate. Uh, say hi. Okay, so there he is. Uh, if you hear a bark, that's where you know you know where it came from. He usually is pretty good, though. He doesn't bark all that often. Um, anyways, the betting odds for tonight's game. BetOnline.ag. What are we looking at at BetOnline.ag? BetOnline.net also, if you want to uh, hit him up there. Um, Seattle and Buffalo. The Sabres are an underdog in this game for the sixth time in six games. They have yet to be favored in a game. Now, a lot of that is they've been on the they've been on the road for much of this season so far, uh, and they played the, the Panthers at one point. I guess the Ottawa game is the one where you might have expected they could have been favored, um, but they were not. So the Sabres on the money line in this game, plus 119, a very slight road dog, very slight. Uh, the Kraken at minus 131, uh, that's on the money line. The puck line, the Sabres at plus a goal and a half are minus 210. The Kraken at minus a goal and a half 
are plus 180. So you'd bet 100 to win 180 if you want to bet the Kraken to win by two. Uh, I do like the Sabres in this game. I would bet them on the money line. I think the matchups really favor them uh, in terms of personnel. And I also would go with the over in this game, despite the fact that the Sabres have only hit the over in one of their five games. That's it. One of five, they have hit the over. Whereas Seattle has hit the over in four of seven games. Uh, so I I think Seattle plays that style a little bit well and has to do them as a matchup. Uh, the blue line suspect, both any situation being suspect. Over six and a half is minus 125. So the over, the juice is on the over. Uh, and I would go with that. Uh, my favorite prop bet for tonight's game. I'm going back to the Dylan Cousins well. I'm just going to keep betting it for the foreseeable future. He gets so many chances that I have to believe that there are there's a dam to be broken. And the floodgates will open and Dylan Cousins will start scoring more and more goals. He gets so many chances. And his odds are still pretty low. Plus 325 to score in this game. Dylan Cousins plus 325 is my favorite prop bet for tonight's game. But Sabres are an underdog. And we'll see if they're able to uh, if they get a win. They'll probably be favored on Thursday night against Montreal at home. That's going to do it for us here in our preview of the Sabres and the Seattle Kraken. Enjoy the game. Uh, Hopefully you, uh, if you bet the game, you do well rooting for you and we'll recap it on Wednesday and we'll start to look ahead a little bit to Montreal. And uh, of course we'll tell you what's going on around the league. I, I need a good trade rumor. I need a good trade rumor to sink my teeth into, but it's probably a little bit earlier in the season for that. So uh, thanks everybody for listening and making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked On Sabres. Later.